My name is Nikita Banks, and welcome to another episode of Black in Therapy. Black in Therapy is a podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can reach us on SoundCloud, Facebook fan page, Twitter, and Instagram at Black in Therapy. Also, you can email us questions or show topic suggestions or just feedback of any kind at blackintherapy at gmail.com. And you can also sign up to our mailing list on our website at blackintherapy.com. Okay, so we're going to just jump right into this week's show. I swear this has been like a really interesting mental health week. If you didn't know, rapper Kid Cudi recently put out a Facebook message stating that he was going to check himself into the hospital for suicidal urges and depression. I feel like more people should be honest about their mental health issues. I think if you're dealing with suicidal urges and depression, the best thing for you to do is seek help. So I think that is amazing in a community such as hip hop, where hypermasculinity and kind of roughness and toughness is celebrated, that he was able to be honest. And I'm going to read you his statement. What made this story bigger was that we were eagerly awaiting his new album and it was rumored that it was going to be released this week. And instead of getting a new album, we got this statement, which read, I am not at peace. I haven't been since you've known me. If I didn't come here, I would have done something to myself. I simply am a damaged human swimming in a pool of emotions every day of my life. There's a raging, violent storm inside of my heart at all times. I don't know what peace feels like. I think for most people, who deal with anger issues and emotional disturbance. These words are not unfamiliar to those of us who have struggled with depression and who have struggled with suicidal thoughts. His full statement is, it has been difficult for me to find the words to what I am about to share with you because I feel ashamed. Ashamed to be a leader and a hero to so many while admitting I've been living a lie. It took me a while to get to this place of commitment, but it's something I have to do for myself my family, my best friend slash daughter, and all of you, my fans. Yesterday, I checked myself into rehab for depression and suicidal urges. I am not at peace. I haven't been since you've known me. If I didn't come here, I would have done something to myself. I simply am a damaged human swimming in a pool of emotions every day of my life. There's a raging, violent storm inside of my heart at all times. I don't know what peace feels like. I don't know how to relax. My anxiety and depression have ruled my life for as long as I can remember. I never leave the house because of it. I can't make new friends because of it. I don't trust anyone because of it. And I'm tired of being held back in my life. I deserve to have peace. I deserve to be happy and smiling. Why not me? I guess I give so much of myself to others. I forgot that I need to show myself some love too. I think I never really knew how. I'm scared. I'm sad. I feel like I let a lot of people down. And again, I'm sorry. It's time to fix me. I'm nervous, but I'm going to get through this. I won't be around to promote much, but the good folks at Republic and my manager, Dennis, will inform you about my upcoming release. The music, videos, album release date, etc. The album is still on the way. Promise. I wanted to square away all the business before I got here so I can focus on my recovery. If all goes well, I'll be out in time for a Complexicon, and I'll be looking forward to seeing you all there for hugs and high fives. Love and light to everyone who has love for me. And I am sorry if I let anyone down. I really am sorry. I'll be back stronger, better, reborn. I feel like shit. I feel so ashamed. I'm sorry. And he signed it his 
legal name. I'm super proud of him. And I think that we have to give each other the space to get well. There was a onslaught of love and support on social media for him. And part of that was a hashtag, you good man, that was on Twitter. And the starters of the hashtag was really saying that, you know what, we as black people but definitely men have to start checking in on each other and I can identify with the shame that Kid Cudi feels even on my own social media page when I put it up someone put up a post that said that they were sad I guess I know what recovery looks like and what getting to that point of needing the help and asking for it means to me I saw freedom in his statement and I know that he doesn't have anything to be ashamed of my hope for him when he comes out of the other side healthier is that he's really able to kind of become a champion for advocating for men's mental health because this is something that is definitely a necessity there's such a stigma around admitting you have problems and I think that there's this idea that mental illness looks one way or it feels one way or that he's rich and that he shouldn't feel sad or that he has this bomb life and that he shouldn't have any issues and that's just crap and I think that that's the thing that keeps people um living in pain a lot longer and I really hope that he's able to kind of turn this into a tool to really discuss mental illness in a way that is meaningful. I've read several articles that also talked about the other rappers that we know who have had mental health issues and deal with addiction issues, as Kid Cudi also said he's he has addiction issues, such as Scarface, who suffers from bipolar disorder and is one of my favorite rappers. And he's such an amazing person to really talk about his struggles with mental health issues and getting on medication and managing his symptoms. But then there are people like DMX who we've seen struggle and we've seen asking and, and attempting to get help like fix my life I am the Van Zandt and whatever it is that he did on Dr. Phil show which is sad you know I mean I, I'm not sure what the rate of pay is for those shows um in terms of like talent I'll put in air quotes but he's obviously a man hurting and he definitely has a diagnosis and we can kind of see that in the the erratic behaviors that he has and people are quick to call somebody like DMX the crackhead or talk about his drug abuse but what people don't really don't understand is that usually when there's drug use there's a co-occurring diagnosis which means that he has bipolar disorder and he's medicating the symptoms by smoking whatever Right. And so for many people, I'm not sure whatever Kid Cudi's substance is, could be drugs or alcohol or both or weed. A lot of people use weed. And what people don't understand is that the THC in marijuana is so strong now that the calming effect it's supposed to have sometimes works. But it also can create paranoid ideation, which it sounds like he may be dealing with because of the trust stuff that he talked about in his statements. Now, I, I don't I don't want to diagnose him. I'm definitely not here for that. But I think that these are things that people have to kind of keep in mind when they're using substances on their own to try to fix mental health problems. Um, recently, I had a patient who came to me who was drinking a lot. And after going through an assessment, I realized that he probably is suffering from anxiety. And being that drinking alcohol is a sedative, it probably was a matter of trying to calm himself down 
with the alcohol as opposed to getting on medication and coming in and getting a diagnosis and being properly treated with therapy and psychotropic medications if necessary. And so I have seen a lot of an improvement in him by treating the anxiety as well as the substance abuse. And um, we got to be kinder to one another. And we, if we see somebody struggling with a drug habit, usually there's trauma there. Usually there's a broken heart there. Usually there's a problem bigger than what we see. Drug use is usually a symptom of something else going on. Now I know plenty of people that smoke marijuana, smoke weed, recreational, and they don't have problems. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about people that we know who use that as the gateway drug to other things. And their tolerance level is getting higher and higher for the substance and have to use more and more and more. That means that they're trying to dull some pain somewhere or they're trying to deal with some other symptoms that they don't even know about. Out of this conversation with the love and support of Kid Cudi, getting treatment for his mental health issues then came back to Miss Kalani's suicide attempt. So if you're not familiar, you're old like me, there's a singer out, her name is Kalani. She was dating some ball player and she was in the studio with a producer and allegedly people think that she had sex with the producer and she treated on the ball player, whatevs, no one cares. But what I did care about was the fact that she tweeted a picture of being in the hospital after she had been bullied online by people calling her a slut and a whore and ungrateful and all of these wicked evil things because they thought she cheated on her boyfriend. Now, if she cheated on her boyfriend, hello, it's nobody's business. Although it was everybody's business because we live in the age of social media and online crap and everybody living out loud on the interwebs, right? So when she had her suicide attempt, a lot of people said it wasn't alleged suicide attempt in order to get her boyfriend to forgive her or to get people to have sympathy for her. So Paper put out an interesting article. Sandra Song wrote an interesting article on Paper basically stating the double standard and how she was treated as opposed to how he was treated. And um, the article is called Kid Cudi, Kalani and the Pervasive Sexism Surrounding Mental Health. I think it makes interesting points about how women are just seen as irrational and attention seeking and hysterical when they're asking for help. I think the difference though for me in reading the two articles or knowing about the two cases was presentation, right? So I, as a woman of a certain age, I did think it was a little weird that she would post her suicide attempt from the bedside in the hospital with her boyfriend that she allegedly cheated on on the web. I also had sympathy for her because because even if she was struggling to the point that she thought she needed to do this for attention, that's a problem. And that needed to be addressed. And even if she thought that she needed to do this out of despair because she really wanted to end her life, that's a problem. So while I have my little mental health lens that I look at everything through, I was like, hmm, but this is sad. Because she's she's obviously, no matter which way you, you feel or which way you lean on the subject, she was a girl in distress. And she needed our love and our sympathy and compassion. And she definitely didn't get a 
are you good girl? There was no hashtag for her. There was a lot of people just telling her that she wasn't a nice girl or calling her name. Somebody called her an untalented whore, according to this story. And it's just retarded. It's it's no way to treat a woman in distress. And so um, a lot of people really talked bad about her. And it wasn't cool. It's not cool. It's not cool to ridicule anybody for their mental health struggles. It's not cool. It's not cool. I think that anybody who can actually say, look, I'm struggling with my mental health issues, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I think that it's an amazing feat. And I think that more people should allow people the space to be honest about their mental health struggles. You gotta allow people to feel what they're feeling. We gotta stop policing other people's mental health outlets. It's, it's crazy. On that note, this week, I, I kind of struggled with the patient that I had. And in my work, you know, some people and things and situations really stay with me. But I had a young lady who's of Haitian um, descent. She came to my office this week and she's she was struggling she was really struggling and all of the red flags were there for bipolar disorder I'm listening to her story and I'm getting her background and I'm listening to the things that she's telling me and then she tells me how her life has spun out of control since her mother who's a nurse found out that she was taking medication for, she told me it was ADHD and depression, but I was like, there's no way that that's all you're being treated for because your symptoms are saying something else. And if it's that, if you're being treated for that, we have to screen you for this because this may be depression. It sounds like bipolar depression. It sounds like a little bit of mania there. Once I said that to her, she was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard that. So I kind of had to like let her know I am a safe haven. I am a place that you can be honest. You don't have to lie to me or omit or leave out any details because I need all of the details that I can so I can use all of the tools in my toolbox to help you with this situation. But she cried and she said that her family didn't support her and that her mom there's a nurse. When she saw what the drugs were, she knew what she was being treated for and her mother just did not support it at all. And as a mom, it made me so angry because we have to allow our children and family members, period. But definitely as moms, we have to allow our children their space to heal whatever ails them. And this is a consistent story that I hear a lot of times that families are not supportive of these mental health practices. She sticks with me this week as I move through my life and what I have going on. My statement to her was I was so proud of her and that she was doing the right thing and that she made a decision to fix what was broken in her life and get herself back on track. And I've probably said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. People like to black people, people of color. We like to use religion a lot when we try to deter someone from seeking mental health counseling or seeking mental health interventions. However, to shut them up, I always tell them. My relationship with God is personal, as is my mental health. And it's between me and my practitioner. Stay out of it. So we have to start supporting one another, whether it's Kalani or whether it's Kikuddy or whether it's our mom, sister, husband, brother, father, whomever. If they've made the decision or if you think that they need to make the decision to get healthy by seeking mental health counseling or seeing a psychiatrist for actually getting um, drug treatment 
or drug therapy, please allow them the space to get it done. I think that's the most important thing that we can do as people is allow the people we love the space to heal. Thank you for listening to another episode of Black in Therapy. You can reach us on everything SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram at Black in Therapy. Also, we're on iTunes and Stitcher, and we're going to come to more platforms as soon as I figure out where I need to put the show. You can email us show ideas, suggestions, general feedback, as well as guest topics to blackintherapy at gmail.com. And you can sign up to our mailing list at blackintherapy.com. Be well.